What's going on and welcome into another episode of Hells and Whistles right here on the Believe Network, episode number seven. I'm Daniel Salerson alongside Rel Myers. Hope everyone had a great weekend, a busy day in New Orleans today. Saints take on the Ravens on Monday Night Football and the Pelicans are in Indianapolis to take on the Pacers. Odd timing will be 645 Central. What I do love, <laughs> Rel, and we can start with this. Um, before we get into the weekend is the fact that the NBA will not have any games tomorrow. They encourage everyone to go out and vote, which yeah. means all 30 teams in action. They're staggering the games by 15 minutes and mm-hmm. you could watch every single game for free on the NBA app. So I, I think Ooh. kudos to the NBA for how they're handling the situation. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I knew that they were, you know, staggering the games every 15 minutes or so. I did not know that you could watch it for free. Um, so yeah, that, that's pretty cool. I mean, I have league pass, but I know a lot of people, uh, <clears throat> would be interested in watching, you know, a lot of basketball tonight. So that's that's cool for them. Yeah, and the fact that they start every 15 minutes, you can go mm-hmm. game by game if you wanted to and check out all 30 <laughs> teams if you if you have the time. Um, but we'll focus on one team here, and of course that's mm-hmm. the New Orleans Pelicans, who are now five and four after a tough loss on Saturday night to the Atlanta Hawks, 124 to 121. In overtime, unfortunately, I was not able to make the game here in Atlanta, but of course <laughs> I watched the entire thing. Um, from my house and it was kind of a, a frustrating game because I feel like there were so many opportunities for the Pelicans to win that game mm-hmm. even on a back-to-back um, the Hawks had two days of rest the Pelicans mm-hmm. obviously coming off that that big win over the Warriors on Friday night but I feel like the theme of Saturday night was kind of missed opportunities what do you think yeah yeah I'd agree with that and you know I usually like to look at the rebound battle and the points in the paint battle. And we won both of those battles. So I'm just kind of looking like, where did, where did we lose that game? You know, like we won the rebounds 59 to 50 one points in the paint, 68 to 66. Um, I, I think our free throw shooting stands out, which kind of seems to be a recurring theme. Um, but not just with this era, but you know, with the Van Gundy era and the, mm-hmm. <laughs> the Gentry era, it's just something we've had issues with, but, uh, against Atlanta, we were 20 for 28 from the stripe. So we were at 71.4%. Um, definitely would like to see that number come up. I mean, I kind of think that's part of why Golden State hung around the way that they did on Friday. Um, they were 91 or 92% from the stripe, and we were just missing, you know, six, seven, eight free throws a night. So, um, yeah, uh, we we just have trouble closing out games. And um, that – that Atlanta game, I think Atlanta's a good team. I don't think they're better than the Pelicans. I think that game was there for the taking, but we just couldn't manage to to come away with it. And um, I think Herb had five fouls with 227 left in regulation. Yeah. And that kind of, you know, that kind of affects his ability to play the defense that he plays because they call the most ridiculous things on him. So can't it be sucks. as aggressive. Yeah, he can't be as aggressive and and he's a, you know, tenacious defender. <laughs> so you, you can tell he was getting frustrated too by by some of the calls. I mean, that's the mm-hmm. thing when you're playing a guy like Trey Young and he's driving. I mean, the way Trey Trey is able to draw whistles. I mean, he went to the line 15 times mm-hmm. in that game when 14 and 15. I mean, he lives there just because of what he's able to do to create on his own and, and able just to draw the ticky-tack fouls that the that the refs are able to fall for. So I think that's what Yeah. Herb was getting frustrated. I think Zion was getting frustrated by the lack of calls he was getting at the rim. But mm-hmm. he also, I thought, I think this was everyone too, the turnovers that led the fast break points. I mean, there were just some sloppy turnovers, but yeah. a few from Zion who just lost the handle and they were able to get out on the fast break. I mean, those are kind of the momentum changes changes that uh, I thought the Hawks got back into the game with. Yeah, I've seen a lot of us allowing fast break points off of 
made baskets and in how I don't yeah. know how that keeps on happening, but that's another thing we need to like really, really clean up a lot. Um, we've been having a lot of sluggish starts. Um, whether we end up winning the game or losing it, we just we're not coming out um ready to play, it seems like. Um, and we're not really meeting passes either, which is causing us to turn the ball over. So if 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 a guy is is passing you the ball and you're just kind of like standing in that same spot and reaching your arms out for it, like you might need to take a step, a step or two close to just meet the ball, meet the ball where it's at. And then, you know, you might not have some of these long arm guys swatting these passes away and then going on a fast break and we're giving up points. So, um, yeah, they, they're, they're a really good team. I just feel like they haven't figured out yet a couple of minor details that will help them, um, you know, really piece things together. But it is still really early. Yeah. So tonight will be game number 10, which we talked mm-hmm. about. Maybe the sample size is starting to get big enough. Yeah. But I feel like that's also not the case with the Pelicans because mm-hmm. of Brandon Ingram's health, because of Herb Jones's health, and also because of Zion's. How many games has, these, has this team been fully healthy? Yeah. Not even a handful, right? Three or four? Is it three now? Uh, three. Yeah. So <laughs> do do you still have to give this team I mean I think I know the answer to this but patience and do you think that this team is still trying to figure out how to play with one another based on the fact that these lineups have been interchanging so much that the chemistry is really not all there yet. Yeah. I think um before the game Friday they had only the starting lineup had only played 30 minutes together. Yeah. So it's definitely too small of a sample size for um for the team, but especially for the starting lineup, because they just haven't had that time together uh, that we've expected them to have. So hopefully, um, you know, through this three game road trip and through the six game homestand, we can just have everybody healthy all the way through that. And then by the end of that, hopefully we can make, you know, a proper assessment on where we stand, you know, what's missing. Um, I've seen a lot of people talk about needing a, a rim protector. And I, I don't know if, we can just kind of figure that out internally or if that's something we got to look at in a couple months of the deadline, not really sure. But right now I think I'd like to see them um, shoot the three ball more. Like if we're, if we're last in the league and and tossing up some threes, we need to, we need to get the ball uh, in the hoop more from beyond the arc. Um, I think Trey's been passing up a lot of shots lately. Um, In that golden state game, he was three for six from, from beyond the arc. So that was good. And it kind of seemed like his shot was falling again, but then in Atlanta, I don't know. Uh, I don't have the stat in front of me, but I don't know how well he did from beyond the three there. So, um, yeah, I'd like to see that Murphy's corner thing that Joel Myers talks about. I'd like to see that make a return. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, uh, and you kind of touched on it. Christian Clark was tweeting about this this morning about their shot selection. And you're right. One of the bottom in the league in three point attempts, but top mm-hmm. six in makes. So when they're <laughs> able to, when they are shooting the ball, they're making them from three. They're just not taking enough. Is right. it just, the fact that either guys are not confident enough, which I think Trey is, and mm-hmm. or just a lot of the play design has been to go inside. When you have Zion now, I mean, yeah. that takes away. Zion's not – he hasn't hit a three yet. He's attempted a few, but has not hit a three all year. Yeah. So if he's your primary guy that gets the ball, you're not relying on the three too much. Brandon hasn't played a ton. Mm-hmm. He's capable of shooting the three. So really in that starting lineup, it's C.J. McCollum, and you have Trey Murphy when he's coming off the bench. Larry yeah. has the potential. So it's just not having – you have guys that are capable of shooting, but that's kind of not the bread and butter of this team right now. Yeah, I think it could be a game plan thing. We're just looking to really get inside and get some points in the paint. But I think ever since that game um, against the Lakers, they were all over Trey. Like he wasn't able to get his shot off. Not yeah. that he needs so much room, but 
ever since that game, that seems to be the trend. It's like people are finally reading the, the scouting report on him and he's not as open as he would have previously been. I think at some point too, though, when this team you're able to pl- figure out Willie playing Trey with Zion and Brandon and Cedre, you're going to have that opportunity because everyone's going to be so focused on those three guys that Trey should be able to get a little bit more open look. So I think some of that just has to, to come with the health of this team mm-hmm. and playing more consistent minutes along with each other so that you can figure out whether, okay, where can we shine Trey the most in this offense? And another thing from Christian Clark's tweet is they're going to the paint a lot which Mm -hmm. is great getting to the rim. They're just having trouble finishing, which is something I know Todd and I talked about last year is, you know, when we always looked at the box score and we talked about points in the paint, I mean, they're shooting at some, sometimes 30, 40% in the paint, which it needs (laughs) to be in the fifties and sixties at least. uh, When talking about, so a lot of easy, but I mean, I think that Larry Nance missed layup was the momentum changer in the game. I hate bringing that up, but I can just see the sports center top, not top 10 with the music, the circus music behind it going off. I mean, that, that was it a hurt. huge turning point for the game. What happened? You know, did he just not? I, I think he, he jumped too take early. Dribble, yeah. I think he jumped too <laughs> he early jumped and realized, too... oh boy. But why I are was so heated. many people afraid to dunk? Like, yeah. guys that are capable of dunking, right? And we, and we just saw him. Like, he dunked on like seven different plays against Golden State. So right. I don't know if he used it all up because <laughs> we know he can get up there. We know he's got the bunnies, you know. Um, yeah, he definitely, he jumped too early. He needed to take another dribble. Um, I was, I was so frustrated because I'm not a fan of finger rolls. Like, just no. don't do that. Don't ever, ever do that. It never ends up well for us. So yeah, I think that was a momentum changer and I, and I'm sure Larry hated it just as much as we did, if not more. So, you know, I'm not going to harp on that and I'm not going <laughs> to give Larry the side eye next time I see him. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> but the same way you end the game with Devontae Graham stepping on the line. Uh, like just little thing. I know. And, but we got to talk about Diddy, it. Did he though? Did he? I, I couldn't see. tell. I could yeah. not tell. There's no good angle. And it, it's crazy because obviously, you know, it had to be Scott Foster saying he was out of bounds, but the, the ref that was on the baseline called a foul. So, you know, which one is it? Let's, I would have liked to see the referees talk to each other about that or maybe just go to the replay just to make sure they got it right. But no, we got we got nothing. And they just moved on. I don't know if they can go to the replay on out of bounds situations unless that is under two minutes or they I don't know. I feel like under two minutes, all of that stuff should be reviewable. But, you know, nothing ever really goes in our favor with that. (laughs) Never officiating. (laughs) Never, never. All right. So this team is five and four, Mm -hmm. four losses. Two of them, which is funny to say, have come to the top two teams in the West technically right now, the Phoenix Suns and the Utah Jazz. <laughs> it's weird seeing the Utah. They won again against the Clippers last night. They're now eight and three mm-hmm. on the year. Um, the other one was against the Hawks, who are a top six team in the East. And then mm-hmm. we won't say where the other loss came from. <laughs> uh, a team based in the same city as the Clippers. Um, someone in the bottom of the standings. The very bottom of the standings and potentially could be trading um, someone that we all know. Uh, very closely in New York. Yeah, we'll get to that. I think when we yeah. go around uh, go around the NBA, but mm-hmm. any sign of concern for you right now, or is it more of what we said is we just need a little bit more time? Yeah, I think it's still too early. I'm not super concerned. I mean, obviously, you know, they're not perfect, um, but they are a good team. Uh, I think we just maybe need to change our game plans up a little bit. Um, we definitely don't want to see. Um, plays where Zion's just like standing in the corner, you know, like he's not like some three point 
corner sniper or something like he doesn't need to just be like standing in the corner on any sort of plays um i think we need to get trey more involved we gotta we gotta get him open really is what it is we definitely need to kind of help him get the space that he needs so he can get some of those shots off um and uh what else more point zion always more point Mm -hmm. zion like it works so like let's let's give it a go you know I, i don't want I don't think I want to keep seeing CJ have five, six, and seven more attempts per game than Zion has. Um, and I think there's probably been a couple times where CJ's out there and he's, you know, dribbling the air out of the ball. And then he'll he'll pull up for a midi and he'll make yeah, it. And I'm I like, know. okay, yeah, but you could have given it to Zion down there with the mouse in the house, you know? <laughs> right. That's also, that's BI a little bit too. And it, yeah. that's not a knock on any of them, but they are more ISO kind mm-hmm. of, I could create, and Zion can too. But I think that's where the fact that they've only played a few games with each other, I think they got to yeah. feel each other out a little bit as far as, and I think some of that comes with getting stops on the defensive end. Again, in the half court, it's not as easy just to, I mean, it is you can go to plays with Zion, but I think that's all just got to come with with having more time on the court together. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. So hopefully, you know, stay healthy, get that time on the court together. Um, and then we, you know, I feel like we could be well on our way. Like it is still really early. And I feel like last year we didn't really start turning things around until, I don't know, January <laughs> or like yeah. February, right before we got CJ. So the fact that you already have five wins when you feel like you're not at your best yet is a, is a very good sign. And I know everyone looks at the standings and, mm-hmm. and you mentioned it before the show that all four teams for the plane last year are in the play. And again, for the West right now through nine or 10 games, but just yeah. all in different orders. But I mean, again, you don't know how things are going to come up. Are the Jazz going to be one of those teams that stays, I mean, 11 games in? It seems like they are. They're just playing really hard, and they got some really good pieces from that Cavs trade. Mm -hmm. The Bucs have not lost. Um, I mean, we can go into that in just a second, but I I feel like it is still early for the Pelicans to kind of figure things out. I think this road trip is, is very important. You mentioned six home games after this. You have Indiana, who's a young team. Tyrese Halliburton has been playing really good basketball. And then you have the Chicago Bulls to wrap up the trip. If you can get those two and come mm-hmm. home seven and four, not playing your best basketball, there are probably half the league would sign up for that. Um, yeah. Despite what's going on right now. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm really looking forward to, I don't get to watch a lot of, uh, a lot of Pacers games, um, but I'm looking forward to how we play against them. I think right now they are four and five. Uh, I'm sure if Miles Turner has a good night, there's going to be people like, see, I told you we should get Miles Turner, which is like probably one of the most annoying takes on Pell's Twitter. I think people have been asking for him for years, but he's been like in trade rumors for years. And I feel like if he was going to be gone, he would have been gone by now. But um, (laughs) didn't he say he he should go to the Lakers? Didn't he say how great he would fit with the Lakers? That's weird. Like how, how are you allowed to say those things? It's like, I think maybe because they've been dangling him for so long (laughs) as far as trade pieces that he's just like, yeah, I think they should make a trade. (laughs) They should make, yeah, trade me. Is Anthony Davis going to go in return though? That's nuts. I don't know. I don't know how credible. I mean, Bill Simmons is the one that reported that. Yeah. When it comes to Anthony Davis, (laughs) <laughs> i don't know if it was could be traded on the trading block maybe be traded he may be available may not play list. could play questionable yeah. i mean all those things if you put in anthony davis will come mm-hmm. up um but it's kind of funny i mean they lost again last yesterday to the Cavs. yeah and are two and seven on the year i mean maybe the rim protector we're gonna get is is victor at seven foot four next year i mean maybe <laughs> I we just wait till the lakers completely collapse and you got your number one pick right there <laughs> Is Victor, uh, is he positionless? Is he uh, is he a wing or? 
Does he play the big man spot? Like, do he you does know? everything? I yeah. think he's a unicorn. I haven't been able yeah. to actually watch a game, but but NBA has a best of Victor Wimbanyama uh like section yeah. on the NBA app. It's nuts, but it's Was mostly it like forty highlights. minutes long. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly highlights. I haven't been able to like actually watch a game, but uh, yeah, that would be something. Yeah, it would be something. Let's go around the league while we're talking about everything else going on. What has stuck out to you, whether it's over the weekend or what's been going on? I mean, Brooklyn's a mess right now. We don't have to dive <laughs> into that. Yeah. But um, looking at the standings, what sticks out to me, Milwaukee at 9-0. and mm-hmm. You mentioned it without Chris Middleton. Um, yeah. The Cavs, who I know everyone thought, okay, this could be a team, is 8-1. and um, Getting Donovan Mitchell was, was huge for them. Mm-hmm. Um or the Jazz again. I keep trying to figure out who the heck the Jazz are. I don't know. And, and just I when I think, they oh, they're going to come back to life, <laughs> they're saying, no, no, we're we're actually pretty good. Lori Markkinen has had a, I don't know if the the Salt Lake City out there is just a rejuvenation for him. That maybe maybe he's just healthy for the first time. You yeah. know, I know I know he's had some health issues in the past, but those guys are uh, they're making some noise. And and um, who else? Uh, Clarkson. Clarkson used to be he used to come off the bench for them, right? Yeah, I mean they they were able to get um, Colin Sexton in that trade too oh, yeah. from yeah. from the cat. I mean they got some pretty good pieces. They just mm-hmm. you know when you lose Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, you think you're not going to yeah play as I thought well. they thought they were going to get rid of Conley too. <laughs> I thought they'd He's be in there. the trenches, and now it looks like they may end up being better without their two previous uh, star players. So that's very interesting. And then the Timberwolves, they're a team that's five and five. Uh, mm-hmm. Gobert. uh got covid again and he's out (laughs) again how many times is this now (laughs) i can't even count and nor do i want to um but it seems like you know talk about being patient as far as their fan base i mean they had big expectations yeah i don't know if you've seen earlier today the the play about anthony edwards not moving at all in one possession and i don't know if it was a design (laughs) but he literally sat behind a three-point line and did not move yeah with his hands on his hips right yeah oh wow i didn't see the clip but I saw um, a screenshot of it. I didn't click on it to actually see what happened, but he's just standing there with his hands on his hips. And I'm well, like, the screenshot's the same as the video because what? he doesn't move. Everyone that's else nuts. moves, but he Can't does not do move. And I don't know if that's a design, um, which I don't think it would be for him not to move at all. No, no way. <laughs> but, I mean, that's that's the thing about the NBA right now is you really just, again, you have your idea of teams that are going to mm-hmm. be, you know, up there. Um you know, the Suns, who are at the top of the West, just lo- losing Cam Johnson with a meniscus injury is going to hurt them. Yeah. Um, You just don't know. There's no, besides the Bucks, I feel like they're in the Cavs. There's not really a team out there that I'm like, oh, boy, yeah. watch out right now. Because everyone's kind of just in limbo. Right. So speaking of Cam Johnson and, and Phoenix, and it's kind of an interesting situation they're in with um, Jay Crowder not wanting to come back after he thought he might have been in some trade rumors suddenly he's like well i'm not showing up for a training camp so now they don't have cam yeah and they don't have jay crowder so what do you think is going to happen with them like right now they're sitting at seven and two and they're they're still uh they're kind of tied for first but utah is still ranked behind them but um how do you think they're going to move forward like do you think they're where do you think jay crowder is going to end up I don't know. I think it's going to depend on how desperate the Phoenix Suns get as far as moving him um, and who wants him. I mean, he's yeah. he's played a long time in the NBA. It's Several just a question teams. of <laughs> which team. I think there will be a team that needs that veteran presence that will mm-hmm. maybe go after him. But how much are the Suns able to get back? Because now you've yeah. lost your leverage knowing that 
all right, the worst case is you're stuck with Jay Crowder and he's not even <laughs> playing for you. So yeah. how much can you really expect in return for him and which team can be like, yeah, I'll give you a second round pick and someone else and you can have them. Um, but it will be interesting because Cam, I mean, was one of their better three-point shooters, if not their their go-to guy as far sure. as knocking down threes. So yeah. um, I think James Jones, they will have to wait a little bit. Again, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of early to make trades around the NBA, but you never know. So yeah, that's um, I think it's going to be more of a, well, we're seven and two right now. Let's see. <laughs> I mean, they have a really good coach. They have Chris Paul and Devin Booker, Mikel Bridges. And if Aiton and, and Monty are copacetic at least while they're you know together (laughs) then you know they still have a really good basketball team do you um so we were able to hand golden state their five uh their fifth consecutive loss uh tonight they're gonna play the kings who are three and five and the warriors are three and seven do you think the warriors are gonna end their skid tonight are they gonna are they gonna win who's playing i was pretty (laughs) surprised but not surprised how they handled that um that's a team that shows how confident they are in themselves mm-hmm. that no matter what part of the the year we can rest our guys and we're going to be just fine. I mean, yeah. can you think of any other team that loses four straight on the road has one more like, all right, let's salvage one. Let's get one before heading back. And Steve Kerr's like, Nope, we're going to rest all of our good players. And they still, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously hung in there yeah. with the Pelicans, but the fact no that one. they were just like punting <laughs> on the road trip, no one else can do that. No. Yeah. And I think it you, also, you I think it sucks for the fans, too, in New Orleans because the Golden State Warriors don't come a lot. It was actually a Friday night. Mm -hmm. They come see the Warriors. You kind of see where you're at against defending champs, and you really don't have any idea where you are against them because none of their guys guys played. So I know there's, you know, the rules about resting, but that wasn't a nationally televised game. Mm -hmm. But um, I think, obviously, they can bounce back in Sacramento. Sacramento had that huge win. I wouldn't say huge win, but they got saved by De'Aaron Fox uh, against Orlando. Yeah, the game-winning three the there, um, which I'm dying to see. I have not gotten to watch a lot of Orlando games and Halibut Caro, but he seems like a really fun guy to watch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I that was weird with Golden State. I know we <laughs> we talked about whether we want to even talk about that game. I just don't know what you get out of that game besides the Pelicans were able to get a win, yeah. um, which they should have pretty much in it. that situation. Yeah. But it just. I was texting with Todd the night before. I'm like, oh, great. You know, this situation <laughs> is interesting because the, the Pelicans are, are looking to bounce back after the Laker loss. Mm-hmm. But then you have a, a team in the Warriors that that final game of a road trip can go either a couple of ways. It can yeah. be they're so tired, they're just ready to go home that they play awful. Or in a situation like I thought Golden State might take it as, we need to get one on this trip. Let's go out there and, and, and play. and. Yeah. Neither of those was correct. <laughs> they, <laughs> they go out there and rest everyone. So yeah. it's just really interesting how they approach that. But they're probably the only team that would approach it that way. Or mm-hmm. it shows maybe how much people don't really value the regular season as much as fans would like to. Because yeah. if you're rested, like Kawhi Leonard is out indefinitely now, Jeez. you know, resting That's tough from the, from the knee rehab. And it's mm-hmm. like, obviously they'd rather have him closer to, january i know we don't know how long he's gonna be out but Mm -hmm. these teams are not in a sense of panic or urgency where if they start off slow you know they're in trouble they have confidence in themselves but at the Mm -hmm. same time it kind of devalues these regular season games because if they want they'll just sit these guys out yeah it really how good that is for the league or not yeah i don't think 
you know, excessive rest, you know, is good for, for the league. And there's, there's certain players like uh, Clay Thompson. I think, I think he said if it was up to him, he'd play back to backs, but the team's like, no, you're not going to do that. Right. Um, And for Kawhi, I think it's just strange that he might've, you know, he might've suited up for a couple games and the next thing you know, he's out indefinitely. And it's like, well, did he, did he re-injure it? Or is it just sore to the point where he can't play? Or is it, just you don't want him to play because you want to save him for later. But it really sucks for the fans who were, you know, season ticket holders. And it sucks for fans who go to see the Clippers come to town for their one visit on the East Coast to your city. And then, you know, Kawhi's not playing. And your, your kid's favorite player is Kawhi, you know? Right. <laughs> and it's, it's awful. But something funny happened um, on Friday night. I was standing outside talking to one of my pals and, uh, this guy walks up with his kids and he's asking us about the line. And we're like, oh yeah, well, if you got a bag, you get in that line over there. And if you don't have a bag, you know, stay on the line closer to this side, you know, so on and so forth. And he goes, oh no, I'm looking to buy tickets. And so we're like, oh, okay, we'll just go around all of this and go all the mm-hmm. way to the other side. The box office is over there. So he's like, okay, thanks. And he goes to walk away and his little kid mumbles something. And my friend's like, hey, what'd you say? And the kid's like, well, the Pelicans are going to lose. So, and I was oh. like, oh, you, you didn't, you didn't hear your boys weren't playing tonight. And he goes, who? And he's like so confused. And I'm like, oh, don't worry about it. You'll see when you get inside. And the look on his face, he's just <laughs> so confused. And I'm just like, hey, man, that kid started with me. You know, yeah. I, I was just trying to help. You know, we're trying to show you where to go get tickets so you can not see Steph, Clay, Dre, and, and Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> so Rel picking fights with little kids outside the Smoothie King Center. You know, I had to finish the fight. He picked it. I had to finish it. <laughs> okay. This is the kind of content we have here at Pels and Whistles that... <laughs> We have our co-host trash talking against little kids. And did you go up to him? Did you see him during the game? Be like, ha, told no. you so. No, no. I bet it was sold out. I bet he probably couldn't even get any tickets. I don't know. As far as capacity, it kind of seemed like um, a lot of people just didn't show up because they might have saw the injury report or something. But there were two people who were sitting next to me who got there during the halftime show. And I hear them saying to the two girls next to them, yeah, we didn't even know they weren't playing until we were parking our car. And I'm yeah. like, yikes. Well, and then the they left is, halfway through the fourth. <laughs> cat, fans that are, you know, come to a couple games a year or, or mm-hmm. see or not on Twitter as much as exactly. we should be, don't know this yeah. kind of information. And Where would also, they find that out, you know? But also, they're not going to, Pelicans are not going to promote that all these people are going to, they want fans right. to come i know they want pelicans fans but sometimes right. you are coming to see the other team and, and that is the tough part too is you go expecting to see these players it'd be like i mean zion's gonna be that way and i remember mm-hmm. in For um sure. i remember his first year mm-hmm. you know when he's coming back from the uh the injury and mm-hmm. he's warming up and the people that got there early to just watch him warm up i mean yeah. zion's gonna have that effect and especially against these eastern conference teams these for sure. Who knows how many times he's played the Pacers on the road? Yeah. Who? How many times has he been in Chicago? I mean, he played Chicago <laughs> for the preseason game, but like those yeah, are gonna be games that teams are going to start coming to see the Pelicans because they want to see Zion Williamson, mm-hmm. and they're also a good team now. So, yeah. um, if that's guys. something where Zion all of a sudden is resting, you know, which you never know could be in the case, you know, down the line mm-hmm. if they have good playoff, you know, a good playoff status. It's just something that I know the NBA it's kind of hard to control. Honestly, they've tried mm-hmm. to find teams and they've done it on national television, but it's just the way you can make up what injury you have, you know, mm-hmm. soreness and all that. And just sit them out. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's just the way it is, but I think this could be a big chance for the Pelicans to bounce back tonight against an Indiana team that is definitely winnable, a beatable team. Same mm-hmm. with Chicago on Wednesday. And what is with the schedule makers 
having the Pelicans go up against the Saints because usually they try to avoid that. <laughs> and now it's like, but I know, I guess tonight yeah. because all 30 teams are playing, they really couldn't help it. That's true. But that's the second second time. And then Saturday time. they had to play at the same time as LSU played. So that was yeah. interesting to tackle as well. But uh, Was there a lot of LSU fans at uh, Yacht Club? Yeah, yeah. There was a decent amount of people there. And then we're, we usually um, kind of gather in the boathouse to watch the games, um, you know, as many people as we can fit in there. And so we had the Pelicans on the two TVs that are next to each other on one wall, and then the LSU game was on another wall. So it'd be funny because we'd be in a timeout, and I'm just like, you know, watching the commercials or something for the basketball game. And then people start yelling at the football game. And I'm like, wait, yeah. what are we yelling at? What's yeah. going on? I'm not even remembering that that's yeah. on the, the It's a TV commercial break. Why are we yelling here? Yeah. What are you yelling in my ear about? You know? So yeah, there was a couple people there, but that bar is actually an Ohio state bar. It turns out. So mm. <laughs> there wasn't going to be a ton of uh, LSU fans there to begin with, but there definitely was a, a little bit. Of, a little so are you going back there tonight? How do you, how are you approaching these two games back to the yacht club? Yeah, yeah, I'll be back there tonight for that six forty-five tip off. Um, you know, we're not doing like an official, uh, official watch party with the prizes and all that stuff, but um, I'll definitely be there trying to check out the uh, competition. But um, our all-time record against the Pacers is eighteen and twenty-six, um, and we split last year. And it's very, it's pretty much the same with Chicago. It was nineteen and twenty-five all time, and we split last year with them too. So I remember I last sweep year these dudes. we traveled the <laughs> Indiana on the back-to-back. Mm-hmm. And Pelicans got their butt whipped that night. I think it was like a 30, 40 point, like second quarter. Todd and I are like, what are we going to talk about the rest of this game? Because oh, it no. was one of those, but it was on the back to back. Yeah. It was a home road back to back. It wasn't even a road road. So the Pelicans played that night at oh. the Smoothie King Center. We traveled to Indiana. Mm-hmm. And then I think we traveled back. And I was like, what a waste of 24 <laughs> hours. Because... The Pacers are, uh, they're missing someone. Uh, is it Dwart or Dwarty? He's a yeah. He's out for a few weeks. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So that's that's big. But Benedict uh, has been on a tear. So we got to put Dyson out there tonight. Put Dyson on him. Let's see what happens. That'll be a fun matchup. (laughs) That'll be a fun matchup. We'll go say hi to Rel at the yacht club, and if you bring your kids, she'll try not to yell at them unless (laughs) they deserve it. And um, <laughs> we'll have another Pels and Whistles for you later on in the week. But make sure, again, you like, subscribe, tell your friends. Um, we feel like we've been pretty good as far as how we've started. Um, but we always like your comments, concerns, what you want to hear. Yeah. Um, again, we will work on, maybe we'll try for a guest at the end of the week here, Rel. Let's, <laughs> let's try to do that. You want to do that? Yeah. Why not? We'll, we'll, we'll figure out a way to get a guest on here. And um, we'll have ourselves a good time. And, and hopefully we're talking about a couple wins on this road trip tonight. Again, 645. It's an, an awkward tip uh, from <laughs> Indianapolis. Again, all 30 teams in action. And also, we should be saying, go out and vote. We're not going to tell you who to vote for, no matter where you are in this country. But go out and vote. And uh, you won't have to worry about missing a game tomorrow. Because yeah. there won't be any NBA action tomorrow. So <laughs> you have no excuse but to go out and vote. And Rel, I always appreciate being on with you. Uh, great chat as always. And uh, let's let's hope for a couple more wins before we talk again. Go Pels. All right. Thanks for listening to episode number seven of Pels and Whistles right here on the Believe Network.